Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Happy holidays to you. <laughs> that was the musical intuition I've ever, I've ever seen it. And to our listeners, you're welcome. We've decided to become triple threats. Um... And we're starting with the singing because we've been getting quite some crowd reaction at karaoke lately. We have. We have. Both positive and negative. <laughs> we're, we're ready to start performing twice a week at multiple venues. Yeah. We're going to um, broaden our horizons. And, well, you might hear more about this in the New Year's resolution <laughs> episode, but we're also going to start taking some dance classes. So I'm just thinking we'll try a little bit of this material on you as we go. So that's yeah. where that song came from. Um... And yeah, I think, so today, today we're speaking on the winter holidays, Holiday Christmas. Season. Well, really just Christmas and Hanukkah, because yeah, that's all these girls celebrate. Exactly, yeah. Um, but first and foremost, we have some things to cover, because <laughs> we just got back. Well, let me tell you, it's 1.15 p.m., and we just got back from the bar. Um, <laughs> and we were at that bar. We were rope dropping. It was 8.57 a.m. when we walked in. And we, today, one door closed and another opened because we closed the door on our men's World Cup era, mm-hmm. but we've now fully opened the door of our sports fan No, era. we've realized we have a passion for the <laughs> athletics. <laughs> and we're looking to scratch that itch. Personally, I know football will never scratch that itch Never. For me. I hate football. I hate it. There's so much stop and go. So much stop and go, and I think I also just have a lot of bad memories related to football. Mm, why? Some Super Bowl parties that have not gone the way that I would have enjoyed. Oh my gosh. Are we unpacking this trauma? No, no. I really thought you would have been picking up what I'm putting down. Oh, (laughs) I was picturing like childhood trauma. No, 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 no. no, I've snatched it up. (laughs) Yeah. I I also have Super Bowl party drama, trauma, and drama. But um, I don't think my friend Samantha is listening. But if she is, she wants to rip off my toenail at a Super Bowl party. And see, that's something that lingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. now every year, early February, I'm like socks and sneakers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to get into football, but we are going to do March Madness. Yeah. I've always been a lightly March Madness girl in terms of I do a bracket, but I really just put down the this coolest named schools mm-hmm. to win. And I think what I don't like, I think what really got me churning in relation to the World Cup was that it was national. You know, like I can get more like behind a whole country. Yes. Let and like getting behind a college team is not it doesn't give the same mm-hmm. je ne sais quoi, No, because you know? I'm like, why are we putting our happiness on the backs of literal college students? Because right. I like and that was the thing was when I went to college, that's when I really started like raising my brow at the World Cup because I was like at the World Cup. I mean, at the March Madnessness oh. because <coughs> I was like, this boy, he's probably, nineteen, like he and he sits behind me in English and he forgot his homework, right? Like, and you're putting like grown men are not here putting their like life behind on his shoulders, like mm-mm. yeah, that's it feels not a little weird. Me. And that's why I've never been into college football either. Exactly, like, these babies. are kids, and like. I don't know, get something else to put your identity into besides them. Right. But for the sake of us having a hobby. Yes. We are going to be into March Madness. Yes. Because, which we'll speak on more at a later date, we're also entering our hobby season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that'll probably be more in the New Year's resolution era. But yeah, Yeah. your girls need some hobbies. So please send us a message and send us (laughs) hobby ideas. (laughs) 
and what team we should get behind for March Madness. <laughs> Very much that, because we don't know. Mm-hmm. We're going in blind. We're going in blind. I also, like, sorry, if you're not into, if you're not a sports girl like me, <laughs> um, go ahead and, like, skip skip another five to ten minutes, because yeah. we're about to rehash what I think is the most exciting soccer game I've ever what seen. What I think is potentially the most incredible World Cup final in history, mm-hmm. and I think the commentators would back me up on that. Yes. Um... First of all, good job, Argentina. I think it was cute that Messi could win. He's been playing this game since he was a tot. Very cute. But at the end of the day, viva la France. <laughs> I think we, it was an emotional roller coaster that game mm-hmm. from like start to finish. I have never wanted to, I, I've never felt so many things at once. I wanted to throw up. I was going to pee everywhere. Mm-hmm. There was a lot going on. Yeah. I wanted to cry. I was shaking. I wanted to sing one day more. <laughs> and I wish you had. And on it, I don't think that would have gone over well Not in the environment crowd. we were in no, because no. it was us. First of all, the bar was practically empty, which I mean, I don't know if I expected that or not. But it was us and then about a dozen other people, and mm-hmm. they were all for Argentina. They were, yeah, yeah. And like at the end of the day, yes, we decided to be Viva la France, but also we were just we were just there to be there. That's the thing. It's like. I'm not French, no. so I didn't have any, like, personal... I didn't have a horse in the race, a right, dog in the right, house, right. whatever it is. Right, sure. Um, but I feel like watching a soccer game is not fun if you're just like, let me see how this game goes. Like, I needed someone to put my heart and soul mm-hmm, behind. Mm-hmm. And But see, the thing about us, and another reason why I think we would make great commentators, is first of all, we noticed things that they didn't mm-hmm. in terms of the interpersonal relationships between the players. No, we're like psychologists. Yes. But then also, we back certain players. We have people we love, Mm. and we have people we hate. But it's players, not countries. Exactly. Well, and I think, like, there are players on the French team that I do not like. (laughs) Mbappe. Looking at you. Um, Even though he kind of did it all for us today. Um, And then, like, yeah, I wanted Messi to have his little moment. Sure. But I've been watching because, like, Originally, I was a USA girl, then an England girl, and then also just the times of the games. I've watched a lot of the French games. Yeah. So I felt like I knew them. I knew I loved them. I wanted my boys to win. Right, right. Like, the French goalie, that's my son. That's my son. And, like, (laughs) I am out here, like, slicing him oranges. Like, I was on my team mom behavior. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I don't even know what else to say. There was just some really incredible moments in this game that, like, Honestly, I hate to say it, but you had to be there to you fully had to be, be there. able to like mm-hmm. experience the feelings. <laughs> but for those who, I don't know what you were doing on your Sunday morning, but if you missed the game, it was a down to the wire, double overtime, penalty kicking shootout, if mm-hmm. that's what it's called, because we were neck and neck. And for a while there, it looked like Argentina was going to win. But then in like the last 20 minutes of the regular time limitations, Mbappe came in and he said he had 11 seconds on the ball so far that game and he came in and said let me turn this thing around and he and turn it around he did mm-hmm. and then we had our little overtime three to three mm-hmm. but what was the most incredible moments between then and then was we went into overtime at two to two but then in the first overtime there was a crazy goal that argentina made mm-hmm. where they shot the ball 
our sweet boy, our sweet son, the French goalie, was blocked it with his literal body. Like, it looked like it went straight no, to he, his neck. Like, he was serving his nation. And then they got it back. The, the Argentina kicked it again, went into the goal, but someone else had swooped in, and it was just like a beautiful display of camaraderie. No, like, teamwork makes the dream work. Yes, because there was because, a new goalie in there. I know, exactly, because our boy was down on the ground because he had just given it his all, and so yeah. the other boy said, let me step in. Like, I, I see what my teammate is down, and I'm yeah. going to step in where I need Yeah, him. yeah. Team over position. There were a lot of little monsters on the field today. So many little <laughs> monsters. Um, and we were little monsters in the bar. We, we were being little <laughs> monsters too. We was that one little... Uh, I don't know his name, but it was the... It was a little monster they subbed in for, I don't know, they subbed him in around like in, sometime in the second half, and he was out there, and he was ready to the run. The Argentine and, little monster? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the French little oh. monster. But he was out there, and he was ready to little monster it up. Mm-hmm. There was an Argentinian little monster. Romeo? I think that was his name, maybe. Well, no, I, well, I nicknamed yes, him yeah, Romeo, yeah, yeah. he looked like the that. other guy. Who he, out of the three goals that Argentina scored, he scored one of them, and that's my other son. No, that is my, like, I wanted him to win. Yes. Thing. Like, yes. Uh, yes. Because he scored and he was just so, Proud. maybe, I don't, maybe he's never played soccer before. Like, <laughs> the way he, like, that was his, he, it was giving, it. it was giving, um, what's his name in High School Musical 3? Rocket Man in High School yes. Musical 3. <laughs> what was the one game we watched where it was really giving Rocket Man energy? They were like, te- before they put in those two boys who I had never seen before, they were like, remember, like, you can't touch the ball with your hands. Yeah. Like, they were, like, the coach was literally like, and the, he was going over the rules with him mm-hmm. before he entered the game. I think they were on the US team. <laughs> I think so. And they literally looked like they were maybe 18, like yeah. barely legal. Like, I don't know if they have ever seen a soccer ball before. <laughs> they haven't. Maybe in like second grade PE class. Yeah. That's the extent of their training. But then they did well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, thank you for indulging our World Cup drama. Yeah, we'll be back in the summer to continue. With the Women's World Cup. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're really excited for. No, because like not only will I be like, God bless America, mm-hmm. but I'll be like, I'm a woman. Right, yeah. Because one thing I'm curious to see, though, with the ladies, because one thing that grinded my gears during this World Cup was the way that they fell down. Yeah. And the drama. And the it. girls do it, too. I know. It's but, like, when a girl it. does it, I'm like, yeah, girl, like, yeah. take your time. Yeah. Like, care for yourself first. But the men, when like, riding yeah. around on the ground, like, get up. I'm like, you, like, we birth babies, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you got tripped. Mm-hmm. Right, it's not And, like, you probably didn't even get tripped. No. You're, you're just, yeah, like, you're putting you're on a show. You're campaigning for a yellow card. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> With all of that being said, redirecting mm-hmm. into holiday times. Because it's the holiday jolly season. It is. We've talked about the holidays in school, but now we're going to talk about holidays in our home. Mm-hmm. And our home and hearth. Yes. Tell me how you celebrate Hanukkah. Let's have a baja. We all dance the horror. can't remember the rest of the words um so basically you know there's really only one way to celebrate hanukkah you light the candles each night you sing some songs Mm -hmm. you do your little presents um and that's honestly pretty much it i know in the last episode i talked about how my parents would come to school and make latkes for everyone usually over hanukkah we have like one night where my dad makes latkes and that's like our kind of hanukkah celebration moment um but yeah, basically we get out our little menorahs, we light them, we sing a couple songs. I don't know. The thing with Hanukkah is like, I feel like society likes to think of it as the Jewish Christmas, which don't mm-hmm. say that. Don't say that. That's offensive. You shouldn't say that. But like, that's not what it is. And it's also not even that big of a holiday. Yeah. So it's like, 
I don't know. It's not all that exciting, I guess, to speak on. And there's not really, like, all that many traditions that go with it, other than we sing two songs, maybe spin a dreidel, and that's kind of it. That was pretty anticlimactic on my part, and I apologize. Well, I have a question, though. And my question is, like, I had a friend growing up who celebrated Hanukkah. Mm, A Jew. Got it. And she, like... She didn't really celebrate all eight nights. Like, they just did, like, one night of yeah. it. Did your family do that? And, well, like, I know you're saying there's one night that your dad made latkes. But, like, is it always the same night? Like, is the first one or the last one, like, the one your family celebrated most? Honestly, I feel like it's the one that aligns on the weekends. Oh, whichever one you're just all hanging out yeah. for. Yeah. Because, like, the thing with Hanukkah also is that it's not, like, we are still living our lives mm-hmm. during Hanukkah. We can't halt everything. And because you're supposed to do it at sundown, like your menorah at sundown, it's like, I've got places to be. The sun sets while I'm still at school. Mm-hmm. So I'm not lighting menorah up in there. So it's, I think also, like we normally would celebrate the Han- Hanukkah like on whatever like weekend it fell on would be like our big Hanukkah moment. And then we would try to like remember to light the candles the other nights just mm-hmm. to kind of have that Hanukkah glow. But yeah, it's not really, it's not like that big within Judaism. It's just like, just so happens to align with Christmas. So then it's like kind of so becomes like, more of a thing. Let's be inclusive. What can we latch on to? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it with Hanukkah. But one thing I know you do love is those Hanukkah foods. I feel like latkes are like the biggest Hanukkah food. Like that is, you, well, okay. Cause Hanukkah, you know, eight little nights, that oil was burning for my people mm. way back when so now we commemorate that by just eating fried foods yeah so like a lot of times it'll be like donuts fried latkes the potatoes um but yeah latkes are definitely my creme de la creme and i like to eat them with sour cream and ketchup or sour cream and jelly not all three combined mm. but two different sets of sauce um whereas i know you like to take yours with applesauce yeah that mm, i could go for another and that to me is foul but you like you just don't like applesauce. i know but i also don't get it but i guess like if i'm putting jam on it applesauce is kind of like apple it's, jam it really way. is yeah and like it is weird because i would never dip like a fry in applesauce like potatoes right. and apples but i don't know it's it's so good i think it's because like a little bit sweet so you're having like a little bit of savory yeah. a little bit yeah. of sweet i would like to take this opportunity to to shout out sam and gertie's yes um, this past weekend, we went to a vegan Jewish deli. And can I just say, I was churning the whole time. We spent over $100 <laughs> in there together. Because, well, first, okay, so we go in, it's lunchtime. We also, like, we went for, like, it was our brunch. Like, we hadn't eaten yeah, yet that yeah. day. We were breaking our fast. We were. And we shared a challah dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a Reuben sandwich. Yep. Which was your first time having challah. Mm-hmm. And my first time ever having a Reuben. Yeah. But wow. I love the challah because I'm always so enticed by it, but like it's never vegan. It's so good. Um, And then we shared, oh, we just each got a latke. Yeah. Um, And that was incredible. So then we went back good. up and we got stuff to take Because home. they had like this whole little like refrigerated section with like chicken salad, like tuna salad, mm-hmm. s- sweets. Egg um, salad. Egg salad. Um... All kinds of things. And then they also had like bagels, cream cheese, challah, um, soups. So we did our grocery shopping for the week in Salmon Gertie's. Yeah. Because we're having like a weird week, food week anyways because like we're leaving for home. So yeah. we have to like get rid of everything. Yeah. So yeah, we came home with our arms full. I got some chicken salad. Me too. I got some bagels and cream cheese. Mm. And let me tell y'all, that is the best cream cheese I've ever had. And then I got my favorite... I think it's my favorite Jewish food. What is it? The black and white cookie. Yeah. It's, like, it's just so, it hits every time. And with that, I'd like to take this opportunity to tell a little tale, take a little walk down memory lane. 
Christmas circa 2019, okay. um, I... My dear cousin here was on her Disney adult behavior doing the Disney college yeah. program. Was going to be there over Christmas. And I said, let me come spread some Christmas joy mm. to Walt Disney himself. Yeah. And went his little men. <laughs> to Walt Disney and his little monsters. Um, went to Orlando. Cameron is saying, I'm just, I have to take you to this. How are you? You were just saying it. Oh, she- oh, oh. It was an Epcot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said, there's this little French market that has a Jewish Delicacy. spin. Because um, you were talking about, like, he was doing his little, what was it? It was a violin performance. Yeah. It's, a, it's this little man. He dresses up as if he's a newsie, which already <laughs> is scratching all my itches. And then he's playing the violin uh-huh. and telling the story of Hanukkah. <laughs> and you sit there with your little black and white cooking nibbling and, and listening and Cameron says there's this little French shop that is doing some Hanukkah celebrations and she says it's called Le Shem and they have such good cookies they're vegan it's so exciting and we say okay let's go on over there we go up to Le Shem turns out it's Lahayim which is not French at all mm-hmm. no 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 in my defense <laughs> it was in France in Epcot like it was in France well, so a girl yeah. a girl is in France and she sees L.E. L.A., but sure. Okay, well, she sees El Val, <laughs> and she says, let me, La let me put on my French accent. <laughs> and the thing is, is that it's fully a Jewish little deli stand. And there's also a, like, six-foot-tall menorah over there. Well, and I knew it was Jewish, and I even was like, I was like, huh, I didn't know, like, France was so <laughs> Jewish. But, like, I, I am not a Jew, so I was like, right. I'm learning new things. Sure, exactly. And one other thing I learned uh-huh. was L'chaim. Yeah. L'chaim. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that is just something I wanted to share as it coincides with this year topic. Yeah. And now I'm done. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, Walk us through your Christmas rituals. Because I know for you you and yours, the Christmas Eve is a big day. Yeah, we do more on Christmas Eve than Christmas. Yeah. Which I like because Christmas, it's just like it's all over. Yeah. And so it's kind of like sadder, you know? So Christmas Eve is my favorite holiday. I love... My the past few years for Christmas, I've I've done the traditional Jewish sleigh of getting the Chinese food, mm. and let me tell y'all, there is I think I think the Christians need to start doing this There's as something well about that. because like I don't know I feel like <coughs> Christmas Eve you have a big celebratory dinner maybe Christmas you've been opening presents all day you've been hanging out no one wants to cook a Christmas feast mm-hmm. get yourself some Chinese food yeah. it's what we're doing and we're loving it yeah. Well, for me, it's more of like noon to noon. Okay. That's like when all the magic is happening. Okay. Because like our morning on Christmas Eve, usually it's just like gift wrapping, mm. um, hanging Santa's out. Santa's elves. Yeah. And then at night, we usually, so we do appetizer night. Ooh. So that's like our dinner for Christmas Eve, which is so fun because we do like little like pigs in a blanket, spinach roll, spinach balls or meatballs. We mm-hmm. do like veggies and dip cheese and crackers mm-hmm, a fruit mm-hmm. tray and then we just like munch on that do our little like all our christmas cookies that kind of thing yeah and then we usually eat that maybe watch a christmas movie and then we usually go to church and then we come home and we do presents from mm. family on christmas eve on christmas eve okay we do like all of our family gifts we go in order from youngest to oldest <laughs> cute one at a time opening <laughs> our little gifts um which why is actually, oldest? i don't know we just always have started that way huh. um but I was started wondering this last year is like when you watch a Christmas movie when they open their Christmas gifts it is just chaotic. Yeah, like everyone's just ripping open gifts. But like my family is always very orderly. Like we all sit and we watch each person open all their gifts. Yeah, and I just feel like if it's chaotic, you don't get to see people open the gifts you gave them. 
and you don't get to say thank you when yeah. you're opening gifts. So I don't know. I feel like, is that it's, how people do it, actually? Or is that just the movies? It's giving consumerism. Yeah. Anyways, my family's just, like, really into, like, the giving up the season, the mm-hmm. thanking one another. The reason for the, the season. The reason for the season. Do you go to midnight mass? No. We go to, like, 10 p.m. Because mm. uh, I'm in bed at midnight. Yeah. Well, usually we come back and then we do gifts. Come back from mass yeah. and then do gifts at midnight? We'll do gifts at, like, 11. Oh, okay, okay. Um, sometimes we do, yeah, and that's what we usually do. Eat another little cookie, tuck ourselves into bed. When we were kids, we did, like, the night the night before, was the Christ- night before Christmas, Christmas. Yeah. the little Santa tracker. Santa tracker? Some, like, NASA thing. Oh, you my can God. see Santa fly across the that sky. That is so cute is. of NASA. Yeah. It's not actually NASA. It's, like, Amtrak. Or, not, but it's not Amtrak. <laughs> They're the trains. But it's something like that. Okay. Well, whoever's doing it, it's so sweet. good on you. And they say exactly where Santa is, and then they say, oh, go to bed. Aww. He's on his way. Um, and then Christmas morning, um, we do Santa gifts. Mm. Um... And then we usually do, like, a Christmas lunch or dinner. We always have monkey bread for breakfast in the morning. I love monkey bread. Yeah. It's honestly underrated Maybe because it's so, it. it's so easy. And, like, so honestly, easy. I love any kind of, like, bread custard type thing because mm-hmm. it's so easy to do. Rip up your bread, throw some milk, throw some egg, pop that fat boy in the oven, and you got a meal mm-hmm. right there from almost moldy bread. Exactly. That's so cool. But, yeah, that's my Christmas and Christmas Eve. Wow. What is your, mm. like, do you have any holiday gifts you've received that have been, like, left in mark on your brain? A dog. You got a New Year's Day? <laughs> Not New Year's Eve happy. <laughs> the name of my parents' current dog. Um, But when I was, like, eight or nine or ten, maybe? I don't know. Um, And it was a Christmas, it was a Christmas dog. Because, like, a Hanukkah dog, that's not really a sleigh. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, I... It was the most incredible thing of my life. And, like, obviously it ended up being more of, like, you know, a family-type dog. But Miss Ellie, she's since passed on. Um, But, yeah, woke up Christmas morning, and who's under the tree but this little tiny puppy with a belly full of worms. And she was just the cutest little creature I've ever seen in my entire life. And I just – I remember – I think I must have been like eight or nine because then after I saw her, I said, oh my God. And then I just, my parents were like on opposite sides of the living room and I was just running back and forth, giving them both like hugs saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Were they waiting up all night with that dog under the tree? How did they get her there? I don't know how they got her there. That's a question that we should ask. Um, But I don't even know how it all like worked out serendipitously maybe because Miss Ellie, like I guess around Christmas, her and her litter were found like in a trash bag in a dumpster and then my parents took one of one of one of the litter mm-hmm. and I don't know if like I what I don't know is if the intention was to get a dog for Christmas like anyway if that was like part of like the plans already or if that was like a serendipitous here's a dog in a trash can it's nearly Christmas fate type moment but she was there and she was darling. Mm-hmm. so teeny tiny a baby wow what's yours i don't know i feel like i've always gotten good gifts i feel like well one that changed the trajectory of my life is i got a guitar one year and i remember i got the guitar and like i got the guitar and then like guitar lessons mm-hmm. and it was like group guitar lessons it was like a guitar class mm-hmm. i was 10 and i was the youngest person in that class by far mm. it was all like people in retirement um <laughs> And I remember the leader of the class, the guy, he, like, t- was talking to me after class once, and he was like, girl, you know, 
there you you gotta stick with it because you know what people say about taylor swift and i was like what excuse me because that perked your ears that perked my ears and he was like you know she's not a great singer <coughs> she's not a great songwriter oh. but she can play the guitar and how did that make you feel when he said that and i remember at that point like i was like only a couple years into my taylor swift era right. at that point and like not musically like educated enough to really know but i remember being like for years, I was like, yeah, she can play that guitar. And she can. Yeah, she but can play like, guitar. Taylor's thing is definitely her songwriting. Oh, and the fact that you're saying she can't write songs, but she can play that guitar. Like, she's using four chords at this point. In his defense, that, I mean, yes, she's historically a great songwriter. But, like, when you were that age, this was young Taylor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of, like, her songs that are now, like, incredible songwriting is post that era. Yeah. And also, I hate to say it. But men don't get it. No, because they're not relating to the Taylor experiences. Exactly. Like, why she's famous is because she's so relatable mm-hmm. to growing up as a girl. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't getting it. He was just trying to get me to buy more lessons. Exactly. <laughs> and he said, if you want to be like Taylor Swift, you got to come to my class. And is that when Kentucky Kiki was born? Oh, that was way before. <laughs> but Kentucky Kiki, that's a great name. And I might be bringing her to karaoke next week. <laughs> But it was Alexis Texas. Alexis Texas. Mm-hmm. That's the my one. alter ego for a bit. Yeah. But that was more of like first, second grade. Oh, really? That mm. early? Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because she was inspired by Hannah Montana. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Fair enough. Did you ever do that thing where like after, I remember like the, the first day back to school after winter break, maybe this should have been said last week, I was trying to put as many Christmas presents on my body to wear to school as possible. Like, if I got new shoes, those shoes were going on. If I got shirt and pants, even if they did not match, those were going on. Any kind of jewelry, if I got a new lip gloss, that was going Like, I was trying to walk in as, like, the Kohl's catalog. I don't have a vivid memory of doing that, but I do remember, like, looking at my gifts and just feeling so thankful, you know? Gosh, what a gratuitous heart. Because it was just so exciting to just be like, wow, these things. Because I love things. Mm-hmm. I love to have little trinkets. Mm-hmm. Like, I love something like that. That's mm-hmm. so fun When somebody's like, I saw this little random thing and thought of you. Yes. Like, it's not something you asked for. It's just right. random. And so, like, I love looking at all of my little things and being like, these are mine now. Yeah. I'm taking them with me from here till forever. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I had, like, was yours like a, let me put on all of my Christmas things that people say, wow, she had a fun, cool Christmas. I No, I think it was more just, like, I was so excited about all of them I was like how can I like wear all of these as soon as possible you know? yeah well I love that for you do you remember like 2014 YouTube era where Bethany Moda and she was doing her like what I got for Christmas haul and every single YouTuber had to put like a five minute disclaimer 2014 YouTube era wild what a wild time because mm-hmm. like we've re-entered our YouTube era for sure um but mostly just to watch like compilation yeah like we're not watching youtubers right we're not watching youtubers um but like the way that that was i feel like for a lot of people like your primary source of media consumption Mm -hmm. yeah i also want to talk about what was it between the years of like 2012 to 2015 where the world got obsessed with england because like i was about to say i feel like it was like catapulted by one direction and i think that was also the keep calm and carry on yes so like there was keep calm and carry on and like british flags on like if you walked into claire's you were leaving with something with like british (laughs) in sigmas or like the word london (laughs) yeah everything like the london eye and then also like i think youtube like kind of once you punched it because all the youtubers were british and it was i feel like america that was obsessed with the british yeah and but not america as a whole it was like 
10 to 13 year old girls Mm -hmm. that were obsessed. And they're about to go swimming in that harbor and picking up the tea (laughs) to make amends. Yes, we were eating the British (laughs) YouTubers up. Yes, and like I don't, but that was just a weird point in our culture. Well, like, like, we were like really into it. I'm like, what was going on? But in the moment, it made so much sense. Because if you. Every, every girl had to pick one of the three things to, to make her personality. And it was either British culture, mm-hmm. mustaches, mm-hmm. or bacon. Bacon? Do you remember? Everything had bacon on it. Like, not eating it. Like, bacon as, like, a design choice. Like, I remember that in Claire's, too, that you could get, like, Band-Aid bacons or Band-Aid lip balm or Band-Aid hats. I don't remember I mean, that. Hats. It was, I mean, I wasn't a bacon girl, but there were girls who, like, bacon was their identity. I mean, I vividly remember the mustache era mm-hmm. because it was, like, mustache. Because, the, okay, the mustache era was, like, when the quirky girl era mm-hmm. was all the like, rage. Like, the girls who wore suspenders to yes! school. Yes! And, like, and, like high the punch socks. Out, the punch-out punch 3D glasses. glasses. Yeah, and then they would, like, draw a little mustache on their index finger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And th- there's a direct correlation between those girls and Louie girls. <laughs> really? Yes. Those were the girls who liked Louie and One Direction. Wow. I was a Liam girl. Who were you? I I don't know why you're even asking that. Guess. Zane? Yes. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know. You know. Absolutely. You know. No, it's, I, I can pick anyone's though. Really? Oh, give me a girl and I can tell you who she was for. I mean, I can't think it's of any girls. It's just sense. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I feel like we're off Christmas now. Okay, but I do want to segue. Okay. Hit me and... Bit. Just in case, I don't think... Little ears, turn this off. Mm. Little ears, turn this off. Our young listeners. Three, two... Who knows? One. Okay. Let's talk about Santa Claus. Uh. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? I thought it was obvious. I don't know. Um, I want to talk about... Because you always knew. Well, I think there was a, an era where I didn't. Because, like, Mama didn't want to ruin the Christmas fun mm-hmm. because she felt like she had her Christmas fun snatched mm-hmm. from her. But then it was like, yeah, I'm I'm Jewish. I'm in on I'm in on the secret. Yeah. And I think I always knew in my heart. Because I remember you telling me you were like a secret keeper at school. Right, yes. Because the other little girls and boys, they didn't know because they were still celebrating Christmas to the max. And I feel like we definitely were still celebrating Christmas because I feel like Kendrick had like a Santa Claus era. <laughs> we might need to explain on that later. <laughs> well, just we're like, he loved Christmas and um, no one wanted to ruin that for him. Because mm-hmm. like every, if everyone else thinks that Santa's real and then the little Jewish kids are like, where is he? Why is he mm-hmm. coming? And mama didn't want us to feel that kind of sadness. But like... Also, it, it never fully made sense to me. Like, it doesn't. It just, it, it was illogical. Mm-hmm. So, like, I knew it in my heart and soul, I think. Um, but, yeah, then all of a sudden you are the secret keeper for the nation. And, honestly, everyone out here needs to think they're Jewish comrades. Because the thing is, is we could bring down capitalism so quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We could ruin Christmas. But we don't. And that is allyship that the goys will never understand. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And they could never, you know? Like, no, you're if welcome. there was like a Hanukkah elf, people would be tearing that thing apart. Exactly, exactly. And so, like, just, just, I'm just gonna leave that there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what were you gonna say about Santa Claus? Oh, I wanted to talk about, well, first, I was a Santa late bloomer. <laughs> what um, does that mean? Like, I feel like I was, like, on the older side of, like, when I, like, knew he wasn't real. How old were you when you um, stopped believing in Santa Claus? Suspicions around 9 and 10 and confirmed 
around 11 or 12. 11 or 12? But I think that's also somewhat common for eldest children because parents are still completely committed to the chick. Yeah. You know? And so, like, they weren't going to tell me until, like, I was really ready to... I'm not ready to know, but, like, really older and old enough to keep it a secret, too. That's the kicker. But I remember in fifth grade, my best friend lived down the street. Mm-hmm. And we would always walk to each other's house. And on Christmas Day, we had created a plan. Because mm-hmm. we, we both wrote letters to Santa, and Santa would write letters back and mm-hmm, sign it. Mm-hmm. And I ripped out his little signature and ran down the street to Caroline's house to compare the signatures. Because <sighs> Santa would always type the letter because, like, my parents knew we would catch on, but he always did sign his name. And I carried that little signature over to Caroline's house, and it was something different <laughs> from hers. Like, significantly different? Like, it was obvious. And we <gasps> said... We cracked this code. Wow. And my dad always says he saw me ripping that out and he knew it was over. Yeah. Because um, you're a logical gal. No, and I knew how to figure it out. I was like, he always signs and like, right. I know. Right. But I also remember like when we were little, little, like my parents weren't putting in that amount of effort. Right. And I remember seeing a picture. This is what set me off to then compare was seeing a picture from Christmas when I was like literally two and Santa gave us like a dry erase board and he wrote a whole message and I said that is literally my dad's handwriting Mm. unmistakable um but yeah but then I remember in sixth grade it was so embarrassing every day in sixth grade in English we would have to like everyone would write a journal prompt and a few people would stand up and say it it was one about Santa once and I just simply didn't know if people still believed or not so I presented my whole journal like as if I was an earnest believer and I remember everyone giggled at me and everyone thought like I still believed in Santa and like I was just trying to protect them I was trying to be on my allyship behavior and it, it ended up biting me. Yeah, yeah. I remember being terrified of Santa Claus. A man entering your house at night. Well, yeah. I just remember, like, I, like, I can't, I don't know how, I must have been, like, early, early elementary school. Um, but, like, when I would go to bed at night on Christmas Eve, I would face the wall and I would not move. I would be wide awake, but I would not move the entire night because I was afraid if I turned over, his face would be there. That is terrifying. Yes. Oh I was so alarmed. What kind of media were you consuming? I don't know. I think it was just, like, the idea of someone being in my home. And, like, mm. I just... I also didn't want to disturb him. Yeah, like, let him... Like, the, let the man live. Right. Like, he He's has got a, a long job night. to do. And I'm not going to interfere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, that's all I have to say about Christmas time. I think me too. All right. Well, shall we do our sleighs and dismays? Let's hit it. Um, my sleigh, I hate to be boring, but it literally was Sam and Gertie's. Like, that was so good. It was, it was so And we've good. already talked about it, so I'm not going to go into depth. Yeah. My dismay, my dismay is when we were walking home from the World Cup, we had to cross this very icy patch, <laughs> and I literally almost made it through, and then at the last second, the ice cracked, and my foot fell through, and yeah. literally, like, it was probably six inches deep. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't going to lose my life, but my whole sneaker, sock, foot, and ankle mm-hmm. were soaked in freezing water, mm-hmm. and I had to hobble all the way home <laughs> like that, and my feet are still two different degrees. <laughs> and you might need to wrap those puppies up in your heated blanket soon, honestly. I just, like, I don't want to get trench foot. No, and that's my biggest fear right mm-hmm. now. I thought I had trench foot the other day, and it was really <laughs> yeah. scary. But girl, you didn't. No, I didn't. I My feet have since healed. I think so, you like, had a blister. <laughs> but in the moment. No, I know, I know a thing or two about that. So <laughs> You know, I didn't start crying. Okay, well, let's not reach for the low-hanging fruit. You're right, you're right. I apologize. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like my sleigh might have been Sam and Gertie's as well, yeah. which we already debriefed. in a pod But it's just like, it was so good. And just also the lady that was working at Sam and yeah. Gertie. So I don't know if she was maybe Sam. I don't think she was Sam or Gertie because I know it's like a family I don't from think either one of them ago. are living. I agree. But I think 
maybe she has a hand in maybe she owns it now I don't know what her story is but like you could tell that she was in charge Mm -hmm. but she was like the quintessential Jewish mother like she was making sure these two girls got fed yes because we after we went up for round two to get all of our things for the week we were asking her about the chicken salad she said let me serve you up some. And she gave us samples of the chicken salad. And then when we were checking out, I don't know if she was doing it while you were checking out, but while I was checking out, the um, little boy who was running the cash register was like getting it all together. And she, and this is just the girls that get it, get it. She was on her Jewish mother behavior in that moment, going behind him, doing the exact same thing, or like trying to do the task that he was doing at the exact same time that he was doing it, which I was telling Cameron yesterday, when I try to cook anything in my mother's kitchen, she is my shadow. Mm -hmm. She is right there with me. She is getting out the pan before I'm even reaching for it. And she's asking me questions as I go. Mm -hmm. She is saying, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you wash this? Did you clean this? Did you do this? Was this already open like she is hitting me with the big questions Mm -hmm. and that is exactly what this gal was doing at Sam and Gertie's to this young man working the cash register and he was taking it like a champ I also want to put in a plug for this young lad Mm. if there's any casting directors listening (laughs) well first like we're we're available talent yes second triple threats here (laughs) second this man was literally the perfect person to play Dear Evan Hansen Mm. and I was inches away from being like can you sing (laughs) Have you considered a career like, theater? Because I wanted to get him on a stage. But you know what? I was mm, eavesdropping to his conversation with one of the customers, and he was talking about his screenwriting class. <gasps> so, like, he's in that world. Because I need him to play Evan Hansen, and I need to be in the front row. He's in the biz, so mm-hmm. it could happen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, we, we've had it. Oh, you're dismayed. Uh, hello. Sorry, I was, I was so optimistic today. <laughs> I think my dismay is like a looming dismay of how cold it's going to be Mm -hmm. this week. Um, Because for those who know, this is our first Chicago winter. (laughs) And we're Southern Bells. We're Southern Bells. And like we got a little bit of snow this week. And the snow that we got this week would have shut down the North Carolina Mm -hmm. infrastructure in a second. Like, yeah, the snow... Alabama would have been closed for a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would be at Publix searching for milk and... (laughs) I would be out of school for the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I saw it snowing. It was... Was it Friday or was it Thursday? It was Friday. It was Friday. And it was, like, midday coming down. Like, it was sticking. And I was looking at my window in my classroom and I thought, if I was teaching in North Carolina, I would be filled with joy and going home early. But instead, I'm grappling with the fact that I'm going to have to walk through this when I go yeah. home later. Yeah. Um, and so like that's just a lot to grapple with emotionally, just shifting of the mindset mm-hmm. in regards to winter weather. Cause like in North Carolina it's an exciting thing because it means everything's shutting down. But mm-hmm. here it just seems to be a regular day. Yes. I think also the temperatures we're about to face this week because mm-hmm. in Alabama the lowest it will get is like twenty. Maybe you know it's yeah. hovering around that thirty two degrees, that yeah. freezing point. Yeah. Here, we've also been hovering around that 32 degrees, and our demon has been the wind chill, which has brought us down to, like, 19, 17. Mm -hmm. Um, But this week, our high is one degree. (laughs) I think it's one degree on Friday or Saturday. I know that the day, because I'm traveling home to North Carolina on Saturday, and my plan is to walk to the train station, and I think that that's the day when it's particularly bitter. I think that's the day where it's, like, a low of negative six. Yeah, and so... Having never faced temperatures like that before, I'm concerned. The I've I don't think I've ever been in negative degrees. Like, I don't think I've either. I think when I went to my ice castle, mm-hmm. that was when it was negative mm-hmm. degrees. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I don't like are our bodies made for that? 
We're going to find out. Yeah. So, yeah, in, in conclusion, my dismay is the looming threat of Mr. Cold. Yeah. Mr. Frost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack Frost. Jack Frost himself is visiting us this week. Well, so far, we can still look forward to our holidays. Yes. And our time off. Yes. And then we'll really crack down into fighting those demons January, February, March. Absolutely, we will. Um, happy holidays. Stay warm out there. Toodaloo.